0: Welcome back to the Moving Forward podcast. As usual, this is Robbie coming to you from our studios at home. With me is Andy Lemrock. Greetings, Andy.
1: Hey, Robbie. Uh, you've got a swagger about you. Uh, I believe uh, it's a pop question today, right? A pop topic, surprise topic.
0: Yes, sir. And it's something that no. I'm pretty sure you and many people are going to be uh, are going to relate to. So, our topic today. Promises to alleviate the struggle of many workers. We've all been in that situation where you need to schedule a meeting with someone whose calendar is busier than a squirrel in a nut factory. Um, Even worse, have you ever been in a meeting where you need to run the meeting, take notes, label the notes as action items, ideas, or just information, and make sure everybody stays engaged? Well, a new video conferencing platform utilizing AI is aiming at solving that problem, and it's called Headroom. So, Headroom claims to be able to transcribe the meaning. Other other services already provide that. But Mm -hmm. do it as it's running, then synthesize the concepts from the transcript, identify key topics, dates, ideas, and action items, and finally, spit out a record that could be searched at a later time. It would even try to measure how much each participant was paying attention and keep a running tally of how many words each person had said. Not that we really needed that last one. We all know those people. Um, <laughs> more features of Headrooms that uh, target what we took for granted in our in-person meetings but lost in our virtual meetings is emotion recognition. In-person, you might nod your head or give some ver- verbal cues to let the other person know you're enjoying what they're saying. Headroom aims at bringing that to virtual meetings um, and... and doing that through emojis that the speaker can see. So it will take the temperature of the room periodically, gauge how much attention participants are paying to who's, who's ever speaking. Those metrics are displayed in a window on screen designed mostly to give the speaker real time feedback that can sometimes disappear in the virtual context. So. You and I have been in a lot of meetings and we've struggled with this. Um, A lot of time I take my own notes. Um, You have people taking their own notes. Uh, The person that's taking the notes has to run the meeting too. So you'd excuse them if they forget something. But how important do you think this is? And what are some of the features that you think um, could be added to this to make it even more wholesome Um, as someone that you've had uh, runs with these issues? Um, with your job,
1: oh, I'm almost speechless. This is pretty cool because um, in 2012, 13, mm-hmm. I actually was working on a project um, in a speech analytics business mm-hmm. uh, where we we spoke about exactly this. Can you imagine? And it was they were all audio conferences, and they weren't video, right? Um, well, you know, very few were video, uh, unless you could uh, afford the big expensive um, video uh, teleconferencing solutions yeah and so we thought imagine if there was like something that you put on the desk uh when you had a meeting and it would analyze all the audio it would do the sentiment it would make the minutes it'd make the notes etc and it's interesting you threw in there something really really interesting and that's called emotion Mm -hmm. And, and emotion is very very hard to uh analyze for and unlike sentiment so sentiment it can be analyzed based on word sequ- sequencing and uh, natural language processing can really understand that incredibly well but when you get to emotion it comes down to lots of cues on your voice. So there's something like 32 33 um characteristics of voice that can oh. be um actually listened for analyzed and understood mm-hmm. to then create an algorithm uh, that can determine uh, intent or emotion and those sorts of things, right? So um, this is a space. You got me so excited. This is a space, but I'm guessing because you're saying this is a video conferencing thing, we're going next level, right? There must be yeah. what video analytics going on here, right? And so it's not like people wearing sensors, but they're also not just analyzing the audio stream or analyzing the the video stream as well. So that's. Uh, that's
0: next level. One of the co-founders actually um, noted on that when it comes to video. So when speaking about emotion recognition, um, he said that the goal is to basically try to map the facial expressions um, as captured mm. by facial landmarks. So say the rise of the eyebrow, uh, the shape of the mouth, the opening of the pupils. Each of these facial movements can be represented as data, So, which in theory can then be translated into an emotion, happy, sad, uh, bored, confused. I think for business specifically, bored, confused, um, uh, um, uh, questioning, these are the kind of emotions that really would be highlighted um, and, and and that whoever is speaking would be most interested in um, just so they can change the way they're going with the conversation. Uh, but it's really—I think—I do think it's an early development. We've all seen failures uh, with AI going through uh, facial express, understanding facial expressions. Um, but the idea of um, analyzing analyzing speech—we've been doing it for so long, and mm-hmm. not only it's cap- it, the capabilities have really expanded um, from AI understanding the speech, but also I can see this in translation. Um, you know. I, I'm someone who's, do, who's, who's done translation for a long time as, as a main job. Uh, and I've noticed the revolution that took place within Google Translate because that's my main cheat uh, uh, for, for, my, for that job. And at, when I started doing the translation job in, 20, in 2014, 15, it wasn't really that strong. I would have to put a paragraph in Google Translate and then edit it a lot. Today, minimal editing required for me, even when I'm doing local speech when uh, I translate Arabic, even when I'm doing local Syrian dialect or Iraqi dialect, the text that comes back in English is actually what I wanted. So, you know, it's great to see someone working on this. Now, I do have another uh, small um, uh, continuous to this topic, which I think is as important, which is a tool called Clockwise. Um, and it's a tool that is an extension that you can get on your Chrome and it syncs with someone's Google Calendar. And what it does, it, it analyzes how you're spending your time and how you could do so more optimally. So the software adds protective time blocks based on an individual stated preferences. It might reserve a chunk of do not disturb time for getting work done in the afternoons. Um, as silly as that sounds, it, it makes a big difference, I think. So um, by analyzing multiple calendars within the same workforce or team, um, the software can automatically move meetings like a team sync or weekly one-on-one into time slots that work for everyone. The software also optimizes for creating more uninterrupted blocks of time when workers can in, uh, get into deep work. Now, talk talk to us a little bit about that, Andy, because I know you that that's a big issue. Um, with someone as busy as you are is that a lot of time you want to do work, you want to focus on your work, but meetings just keep interrupting that.
1: Yeah, look, cool topics today, Robbie, so thanks. Um, but, um, you know, I also think about just quickly on, on the headroom mm-hmm. uh, one, just, you know, really powerful tool where if you think about, I was in a meeting um, just yesterday and um, I, it was a long meeting, and you always wonder, you know, because you're in so many geographical uh, locations, all coming together. You know, that that etiquette of when do you, uh, you know, interrupt because you don't think it's right. You're not there to read the room and mm-hmm. sense the mood of the room anymore, uh, and so it's very hard to uh, to interject um, in a meaningful way or a respectful way. It can you can really dis- disrupt the meeting. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, i think technology like headroom might actually help us there which is which is kind of cool um and that you know that's addressing a, a key challenge we have now and that's cultural um, but, sensitivity
0: i, I assume you...
1: yeah absolutely mm-hmm. uh like definitely um you know like it's uh unless you're in in the room together the lack of presence doesn't uh, help with the fluidity of conversation and the spontaneity of conversation because there's other visual cues going on right yes um uh, so I think that's really cool they're going down that that path. That's great because, you know, meeting over video conference is not going to change. It's only going to escalate uh, and continue to grow, should I say, not escalate, accelerate. Oh, accelerate. Yeah. Um, so therefore, then segueing that into clockwise, so true. You know, like I'm seeing people now, you know, squeeze in the last five minutes or 10 minutes that, you know, and use the Google Calendar um you said now i'm meeting and, and you know you can do it for 50 minutes so mm-hmm. it gives you time i got people trying to grab that 10 minute block and um and so that that's a real real challenge um those but i think what you're saying is, is it actually goes a little bit further and it starts to do behavioral analysis mm-hmm. to try and schedule your calendar to optimize your productivity right so understanding what times a day you work best on certain tasks and things like that. Is that right?
0: Yeah. And it, it's the way that I've seen it working is that it will try to schedule most of your meetings, you know, sometime in the morning and in the afternoons, uh, it will have a, a chunk of time. That's just do not disturb where you are free to do your, to focus on your deep work. Um, and, and the other communication could be by text or email. Um, and I can see how helpful that would be in my job, in your job, just being able to focus on deep work and deep learning, because you, know, you and I work in, in a place where we need to learn about a new topic every day, um, dive deep, in whether it's in manuals or in, in, in documents explaining uh, different products. So that was really the promise of Clockwise, and, and I see it as something that should be in every organization once it's fully optimized. <laughs>
1: Isn't it amazing uh, as we get towards the end of the year, we're still working from home and all of a sudden our, our podcast has gone to talking about the pandemic to now uh, realizing technology that's been innovated and come out of the pandemic, even though we're still in it. So how quick does tech move?
0: Absolutely. And, and you know, they trend to, working at home is is gonna stay a lot of corporations are gonna are going to just adopt that and accept that um it's you know i I believe it it is cheaper um not only for the companies but also for the people um not to waste time and uh, not to waste time and money on uh transportation and so on so um that's definitely um a welcome uh approach for people who can do that and this does bring us to the end of this episode You've been listening to the Moving Forward podcast. Bye, everyone.
1: Bye for now. Don't forget to smile.